Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. What's seldom is wonderful, allegedly. Uh, this is one of the podcasts that we do exclusively for our patron supporters, our members. We do them regularly enough. Myself and Martin talk about some of the events of the day, some of the things that maybe we, we just want to comment on or we have got a front row seat to. And we did one yesterday evening, and I woke up to a flood of messages from our members saying, please lift the paywall. More people need to hear this particular conversation. And we do say we are listener-led, we're member-led, and thank you for all the feedback. And we are going to lift the paywall right now so everybody can have a listen and make up their minds for themselves. If you want to join us, you know the drill. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise The link is in the podcast that you're listening to right now. It's the price of a fancy cup of coffee, and it keeps us going. It keeps the mics on and this show on the road. We'd really appreciate it if you could dig deep and join us. As well as these exclusive podcasts, you get access to our Sunday shows and discounts on our live events. Hope to see lots of you in Ballymun in less than two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling people. Word of mouth, we rely completely on you guys. I won't delay any further. Enjoy the podcast, and I hope we don't get sued. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and just like, you know, a month of Sundays, uh, look like uh, the, the lesser spotted uh, Nessie and, and and items, we have we are visited by... A, a an apparition or maybe a, a relic martin <laughs> a relic yeah thanks tony yeah no, no, honestly like you there remember they used to sell parts of the true cross or, or a rib of jesus and oh and, yeah or the, yeah, yeah. the, the padraig Pad, uh something padraig pio, Padre pio yeah they were yeah, mad yeah, for yeah. And a little bit of him and, and it'll 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 cure anything <laughs> yeah. i reckon I reckon you'd be the anti that. There'll be literally people going, "Look, if 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 we get if that, we hammer this fucker to a cross." No, 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 no. <laughs> Once we carve you up, we'll put you in the. We'll put bits of you in in the homes of our enemies. Oh, put, uh, put me down in Drada. Put me head down there beside your man. What is that? What's Oliver Plunkett? Is it? Was that the guy who's down there? Uh, it, 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 you'd have to have something going on up there to do that. But um, <laughs> uh, although in fairness, <laughs> you could fit your put me, put me arse in the door. For somewhere to park bikes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> small, no, those little small electric bikes, the little yeah. ones that help the young cycle. Anyway, I was gonna say it's good to see you, but it's fucking not. I'm sick of you. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, um, I look, I, I do want to start. Uh, it's always like us, we, we go when people think we're going to talk about something, we did, we did, we pivot. Um, I met a woman last week, Martin, who, um, a, a brave Iranian woman who was talking about what continues to go on there and how it's kind of fallen off the news agenda. And she gave me this little thing to 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 read and, and read out. And I asked for her permission. And, and it just shows how dangerous it is there where I couldn't even use her name. OK, so I just want to read this, if you'll bear with me. Um, After the killing of, of Jenna Masha Amini in Iran, many courageous Iranian women and men have taken to the streets in small and big cities throughout the country, standing up to the cruelest security forces the Ayatollahs could muster. These brave people are peacefully demanding their fundamental civil rights, human dignity and freedom to be respected. They chant women, life, freedom. If the Iranian people can prevail in this unequal struggle, this will undoubtedly be beneficial to the healing of the Middle East's open wounds and will strengthen the stability of democratic societies all over the world. We're calling on you to stand on the side of the defenseless Iranian people and support them. Iranian officials must be held accountable for their actions. We ask you to summon the Iranian ambassadors in your country to, to your governments and and 
asked them to hold, be held accountable for violence, murders, incarcerations of protesters and political prisoners in their country. Individual sanctions could be put against key actors in the Islamic Republic, including the Revolutionary Guard. Stop the ongoing negotiations in, in, on, uh, concerning nuclear energy until the Iranian people's demands have been fulfilled and they demand that the government respect the fundamental human rights as initial conditions to any agreement. Demand that those who are connected to and benefit from the Iranian regime's violence to be put on trial for war crime of crimes and crimes against humanity once they try to enter the European Union. I don't think anything in that should be controversial. But what you told me, Martin, and this is what I hadn't told you before we came on, is that every time they post this on Facebook, Meta take them down. Well, what does that say? Well, first of all. One word, oil, power, energy. You know, that's that's why the regime is there. That's why it, it exists. Um, yes, of course, of course, we should be showing our support. Of course we could. And we absolutely should. And I also think of Afghanistan. And I think how badly, badly let down the women of Afghanistan are, how utterly badly mm. by the entire world, the ba- entire abandoned. world. But my point being here is also like we're in this bubble now where, you know, Striper letting go staff and she weren't really lovely because he said a lovely email and it was lovely, <sighs> you know, and they, 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 they kissed their mammies goodbye. I, bleh, bleh, right. Musk um, doing what he's doing in Twitter again, bleh, but, but just we expected from him but but facebook are in the process right now of of organizing what they're calling mass layoffs i was was talking about it last night in social media it's been picked up today by the media you're very slow um but nonetheless uh this is these are the facts and meta which is facebook are taking down posts from people putting up this message and it's been taken down and this was almost said to me like you know oh try put it out there and you'll get grief. And this is this was a lovely Iranian woman who was bravely holding a picture of Masha Amani. And she's saying, to, and I said, I want to talk to her because that's the type of gobshite I am. And, uh, and 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 this was the challenge kind of thing. Imagine I can't even use her name. And, and Yeah, but but also imagine we have, have uh, two billionaires running the most popular social media sites and we and we really have two billionaires they're like feudal kings of old and and he who controls the communication tony we know this i mean this was a a, a leo varadkar tenet of of going into government was that communication was everything you've commented on it many times before yeah he he referred to communication as a virtue uh, as opposed to communication being something that we do i mean i mean like truth transparency integrity that's kind of what's happened with with uh both twitter and meta is that they've become these these playgrounds for for rich guys who, well, who are, you know, I'm really not, don't I, understand the complexity of the world. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say they've become geopolitical tools, yeah. especially when it comes to Facebook. Facebook, we've seen the damage it has done in certain countries where it's been allowed to disseminate uh, false information by certain military dictatorships and the de- damage is done in places like Myanmar and, and these and these countries. Now, when you see them taking down this, as a, when you know in Iran... This is something that, you know, we're led to believe Western governments would want, you know, Iranian people rising up. And yet Facebook 
are 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 acting are gone rogue. I don't believe for a moment they're gone rogue. They're they're just balancing things and they're taking down that simple statement that I rang out. I think it's I think it's incredibly callous. I think it's profiteering, and I think if you think it's not happening with the the at least the tacit approval of Western governments, you're wrong. Hey hey, where do we live? We live in Ireland. Where's the headquarters of Twitter? That's it. That's my point. They're you just know, they're, they're, they're only what are, five, five, what, what are they five and a half kilometers from my front door here? Yeah, so let's be really honest about this. What the only thing that can rein in the the corrupting power of these people is a working data protection commissioner who acts promptly to stop all this crap. And we don't have one. Not only only do we not have one, we have one that has actively asked for more resources, asked for an expansion of the role and been told, no, you were you were mean to us on the public services card, uh, uh, and we're cutting your budget. A little, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let that go, and I'm not going to let that go. We have a data protection commissioner who sits down and has dinner with these people. Yeah, that's not a good optic. Listen, we have central bank, central bank. Um, Governors who uh, who oh, were appointed know, by by Fine, Fine Gael, like I mean, appointed a political appointment to what is supposed to be, you know, politically re- removed office. Uh, the ECB themselves and don't don't uh, don't apply. I uh, don't give Gabriel Macaluf this job. And Pascal went. I don't know. It's already done. He's on his way. Yeah. yeah like yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. He is a Teflon guy. That guy. Um, I the, the other thing that that's kind of, and I, I do want to go back. You might remember, listeners might remember a little while back that we spoke to Ono Dell. Actually, before I come to that, Ballymun. Yes, 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 yes. We're only two weeks away from Ballymun. <coughs> we're going, to, we're going to Ballymun, and Rory's going to be there, and Rory's going to be talking about housing, and our our friends from north of the border are going to be there, Sam McElwenny. And uh, why can you not say Sam's name? What's wrong with the way I say it? You say Michael Wenny. Michael Wenny. It's just Sam Michael Wayne. W A I N E. There's no there's no Y at the end of it. <sighs> See, this, if if I get your first name right, we're doing really if I, if, well. If if you get the Twitter handle right, we're doing <laughs> yeah, very yeah, well. Well, right there. Why the Mastodon? And I see you're on Mastodon, Tony. But anyway, back to Ballymun. Ballymun. Right. Sam and Gareth are coming down for the first ever shrapnel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. First on stage in Ballymun to um, a loyalist unionist and a historian of loyalism yeah. on stage in Ballymun. I'm looking forward to that. Look, Rory's obviously going to be there in in his in his. His book launches out, it's gaffs. He's talking about housing for all. I think that's really appropriate given the wider area, Ballymun and its surrounding neighborhoods, as you know, Martin, yeah, from, yeah. Sa- from Santry and one way out to Finglas on the other. Oh, all the way out to Swords. Now, oh, I, I, w- I want to focus. The, the, the ladies are going to open from Built Different and yeah, yeah, they yeah. have been abs- absolutely killing it. And the last live show they did in the Sugar Club, they stole the show. And they made they were, I, I, to, they no, no, to, to the point where they, leagues ahead of us, old farts. They, they came on. I was to go on with Don O'Leary from the Cork Life Centre after them, and they people were standing and applauding as they're finished. And I went at the Don, come on, we'll go in around the back and come in. He goes, he goes, Jesus, Tony, we don't have to fucking follow them, do you? And, and, went, and just before we jump on, I want to talk a little bit more about Ballymun, but Don had a great night. And I'm sorry we couldn't be there, Don. And I'm really sorry we couldn't yeah. be there. It was a great night by all accounts. And you deserve 
every every bit of the praise you got done every bit I disagree. He doesn't deserve any of it. He's an obnoxious <laughs> Carconian bollocks. <laughs> and, 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 and one of these days he'll get what's coming to him. And, um, and we do hope to see you in Ballymun. Yeah, and we do. Um, we do. Look, and, and we have a special guest lined up and I'm more about that when I can, when I can announce it. Anyway, there's, there's, there's more there. So Ballymun is happening. Tickets, tickets, where do you get oh, tickets? Eventbrite.ie, the link will be in the pod, folks. Click on the tickets. Look, if you're, if you're, if you're a subscriber, they're not even a tenner, I don't think. Like, I mean, we're giving them I'm away. I'm looking and, forward and, to it. I haven't, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best to be, to be, uh, oh, yeah, you look, I, you know, I have a little yellow, uh, Day, man, and you can wheel me out on that, and I'll just land yeah. me back and do it that way. <laughs> we, we just, um, just, or alternatively, we dip you in formaldehyde. <laughs> and people try, and, and people can just look at you and say, "Oh my God, is this is this one of those evolution things where it's not- <laughs> You're the missing link?" Yeah, the, the the oh the deleted link. <laughs> anyway, I want to come back to the hate speech just for a moment because Martin, it's coming. We've been knowing about it for years. Simon McGarr's been very kind to talk to us about it over the years as it's coming. Um, some of the things that are in it uh, sound okay. So uh, I was trying to explain to you. They've they've put a, a higher bar on it than maybe people were, who were worried about it would would have would have thought. So one of the higher bars is, for example, we currently have incitement um, hate speech legislation. Yeah. Okay, so if I decided, let's let's for example, let's say Martin, you were a member of the LGBT community, and I decided that I was going to incite violence against you, that is already an offence. Okay. Yeah. But if I incited violence based on your sexuality, that's an additional charge to it. So it's not that that I've gone to the point whereby um, I have literally just come out and said something that was derogatory towards you as, as a member of the LGBT community. I have to make I have to almost reach the first bar of inciting something against you and then my motivation behind it can be questioned under the grounds of you know race okay, sexuality so you're looking for you're going from single singular to like one person is not going to incite something but if one person incites other people so you're looking at that kind of a no you're looking at if if one person incites something but their motivations weren't just i didn't like martin i actually don't like gay people for example let's say yeah that, yeah, yeah. And, okay so now and that actually is something that should, because because we see too often whereby, you know, someone assaults someone and it may have been where they assaulted someone because that person was a member of the LGBT community and they were just done for a simple assault as opposed to, you know, attacking members of the LGBT community because of something that they okay. were doing. Okay, so, so there's there's understanding there that this is thing. Now, I had a conversation with a, an editor of a national newspaper over the weekend and he pointed out, you know, we need to see something for people inciting things against uh, journalists because the heads on, on this are going to be on it very clear. Let's talk about, you know, so you can't discriminate right now on basis of, you know, age, sex, grounds. religion, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, the, yeah. the grounds. And we've spoken, if you remember a couple of years ago to, I can't remember the individual's name, but they wanted to introduce the head of class. Poverty. Yeah, that's, that, that was it. Class, class. Yes, that was it. And class is not going to feature in this at all. So I had a journalist and I saw, no, there's the problem now. So I've seen a journalist who spoke to me and he said, more, more, more protection for journalists, journalists. And that's understandable. But my brain went immediately to, 
the punch down rhetoric of and I saw it this week where Anton Savage was talking about how he decided to, to describe working class people was lads, North Facers. And what he meant was people in North Face jackets. Right. Yeah. And he kept doing it. He said it three or four times on so North, a gang of North Facers on the Lewis, a gang of North Facers putting bonfire wood, a gang of North. So now am I saying Anton Savage is, is encouraging some. No, of course not. I'm simply saying that the class element in it, if we're going to be serious about this, we have to be honest about it, that the, there has to be a broader tent that we have to say, well, what was their motivation? What was their motivation? And that works as a double-edged sword because it makes it hard for someone like me to turn around and then say, them bloody blue shirts, right? <laughs> um, I, I, and But I do think we need to be very careful because... I, first of all, I don't know if I agree with it at all. To be to be honest with you, I'm still not satisfied that we actually need to go there. I do think that judges, from what I've heard and speaking to people in the profession, already take into account the motivations of the individual yes. in front of them. Yes. So so are we are we are we risking giving the idea that so again back to discrimination? If you're looking for a job, folks, you can't discriminate. You say, for example, on political grounds. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, do we if we wrap that into hate speech? Do we then get into a point where a certain political group says, "Well, we're protected"? Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, again, yeah. and uh, like, see, uh, these are these are, and I suppose the very pertinent questions in, in the the light of what we've just talked about on social media. You know, what is freedom of speech? Um, you know, I, I'm always wary about. Who gatekeeps the gatekeepers? Hmm. Always, always wary of that. And I think any power you grant, you have to have a look at what happens in the most extreme circumstance with that power. And do you really, because, you know, there's an inevitability that at some stage, somebody will use it for that extremeness. Of course they will. Of course. And like, I mean, let's think about where we started this podcast a young woman from Iran couldn't tell, use her use her name, and we have people on social media, Irish commentators, thinking and politicians, by the way, saying time to introduce a verification system for the for for people on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, but but they don't have a clue because no, there's, no, no, there's no, let's let's be really honest. Anybody who's saying uh, give give your your ID your ID yeah. or whatever to to the likes of Elon Musk. Are, are the other flunker? No, no, no. Why would you? It's the most dangerous thing you could do. And even if you were okay with it, that doesn't mean that you're. That's that's you're saying that from a position of privilege. Yeah, because absolutely, complete and utter privilege. So no, I I want to watch this space. I want to come back. I'm hoping to get line up a couple of people to talk about it. I think it's going to be, you know, like you. Jesus, um, I swear a lot on social media. I probably swear on social media more than you, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see. I had to kind of mind my manners on Twitter. I got a couple of spanks. For yeah. Yeah. And, and I swear a lot on Twitter. But and I often say and it's always the, the and I have to say the pox of civility, not the cult of civility. The yeah, pox of civility is that they're going, oh, well, Tony, I agreed with everything you said, but then you told the to fuck off at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's the and, I, I, and, and I went and I'm, and I'm going. And I'm good at the end. I'm going, actually, and now you fuck off as well, you know, because I just, just some of our best playwrights and, and some of our very best, the, the ones we, we the world loves us for, Tony, the language is so colorful. This cult of civility thing.
thing is very much like this puppy wearing thing. It's the same kind of nonsense. Just for listeners' benefits, Martin is wearing an actual full puppy on his head right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to know where I'd get a puppy tattooed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, just, just I suppose it actually brings us all the way around to it, Martin, because back to that social media discourse and the idea that you can't call a liar a liar because it's not nice you can't say someone is um being a bad faith actor because you know that's actually you know well how can you say that and actually rory was on uh today fm and he said strongly double down on it said there's many in our government who don't care about homelessness and the presenter said back to him oh i don't know if you can say that and he went well after eight years of studying this i can because if you cared you'd have changed tactic likewise in your situation that we've had in the last little while, we've seen the conversation that was instigated by Dan O'Brien, Dan, who's who's been on the podcast a couple of times and and has done a bit of a Houdini. And I, I disagree with Dan day yeah, in, day day, yeah. But, 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 but Dan instigated this and then uh, Regina came in and did a whole thing. And then when we challenged her, I challenged her fairly bluntly. I yeah. said this was a lie and, and acting in bad faith. Uh, and I was very, very clear on it. And then she came back to me. And this was around the basis of the story was that I said, when you had met Martin, you had lied to him and you had acted in bad faith. And she replied and she said, I think you were mistaken, Tony. I've never met Martin. I've never had a meeting with Martin. And me knowing actually that I'd ripped the piss out of you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I had absolutely, because you had come back and said it went very well. I had a great conversation with her and we, and we and, had and seen. That, and that's a hundred percent true. And um, very intelligent questions, understood what I was talking about without a doubt. Very intelligent questions. And, I thought actually, and I said it at the time, quite well tuned in. Yeah, you were like, well, this is good. We might be onto something. And I said, ha, 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 look at you. You're gone full blue shirt, blah, blah, all of this. Like, And I threw it at you. And I, I absolutely ripped the piss out of you in more, di- in more less diplomatic ways, I should yeah, say. Yeah, right? no, no, that's and, true. And you weren't and, the only one. Loads no, no, no. The piss, but like, you know. At the time, it was me. It was, at the time, it was me and Mick Call absolutely put the boot into you. That's right. right. And I, I, I and, said, look, you know. Give a chance. You yeah, know. But but hang on. So so then then she comes back to me and says, never happened. You know, you've been mistaken, Tony. And I knew Martin would have it. So I woke up this morning and he'd sent me the messages to show all of the details that had happened, when it happened. Regina saying, thanks for thanks for arranging it. Here's my this. Here's that. It was nice to meet you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the, all of this. And 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 I flippantly replied to Regina's thing and said, well, how do you solve a problem like Regina? <laughs> Knowing full well that she, we, we had the receipts and we had the receipts. And now we're in a situation, boy, and I put it to you. And I, this again, yes, I'm going to poke you in the eye if you're listening to this and you were a political correspondent or whatever. If it was Paul Murphy, you'd have called me for comment. If it was, no, they would have. Absolutely, I, they I would have. I, I, the key word I would look at, and I said this to you earlier, and the key word was trust in those messages, in yes. those direct messages. It was trust. Hmm. I trusted Regina. I told her what the state was doing, how it was illegal, how it's affecting not just the workers that I've helped, which is construction and in the courier industry and, and workers in other places, but also RTE workers. And it's so absolutely current. Now, I gave her the chance to do the right thing, and she did not. And it's that simple. Hmm. 
and in fact I, did very I, the wrong thing. Okay, and we know that. Okay, we know that, and we that's that's the subject of a whole other story yeah, that is ongoing. Is. Yeah, yeah. But I is. think it's important to say to brazen it out on social media to the point where she said, "Tony, you must be mistaken." Yeah, yeah. That was a new low because that's literally saying, "No, no, no, you don't get it." I'm going. Well, actually, not only do I get it, I had a front. I was a front row seat to witness what happened, and so I know how it went down. And then to you know to have the temerity to lie for something that was so verifiably false. Yeah, that's it's insane. And there has to be a better culture because I, I again I replied to myself on social media. I said prediction: nothing will happen because she lied to people who, in the eyes of the insiders, do not matter. Martin McMahon doesn't matter. That's right. Tony Groves doesn't matter. If she had lied to one of their own. If she had lied to someone in within the inner circle, there would be repercussions. But because we don't matter, and I say that like as, yeah, Tony, with all I, okay, okay. What have I got? What agency have I got? I do a podcast. Hmm? That's it. There's my agency. Hmm? I have no money. I have no power. All I got is a voice. Hmm? That's it. Just a voice. Hmm. You know. No. And she is the leader of the Shannon. She is the former. Minister for Social Welfare. Now, there's an imbalance in power, and it is an imbalance in power. And no, I won't let her stamp her foot on me. And it is that simple. And I go back then to my hate speech legislation where uh, an editor said we need more. We need journalists to be protected. And I would argue, no, we need people to be protected. Yeah, citizens. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, this yeah. Is, and this is the issue I have all the time coming over and over and over that... You know, we talked, I talked to Nessa Hurrigan about slaps, about the strategic legal action against public participation. Letters. I'd love to take, I'd love to have the money to be able to take a libel case, Tony, but I don't have it. But this is the point. You, when you were someone in Regina's circle, you don't have to take the action. You just have to send the, the legal the letter, letter that, that right. threatens to take it. That's right. And that's what, like, make no mistake. I, I think we might, we may get one because it. Well, I'm quite happy to go into any courtroom, Tony. But Martin, again. My point being, this is how they have the chilling effect. So there's these people, privileged journalists who have the backing of editors and the backing of a newspaper department behind them and the backing of some form of income stream behind them that are talking about this. Absolutely, I get that. But you can stand your ground. But when you're Martin McMahon, who is critically ill, right? Critically ill in need, in need of a... Yeah, but that doesn't no, define no, no, no. me. That doesn't define me. In need of a life-altering surgery. Yeah, that's true. And you need all of that. And then you have this woman who is going to say something demonstrably false. Yeah. And then and brazen it out because Martin McMahon doesn't matter. We are lucky we have a podcast that has got thousands of listeners. We are lucky that we have that because now lucky is a wrong word. You know, years you of work for it. And yeah. there are no gatekeepers here. There are just me and you. Yeah, but it and is. That's it. And we have people who are allowed but, to speak. But Martin, we don't have a pot to piss in. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Price of freedom, Tony. Actually, price of freedom of speech. Isn't it really? And bring us back full circle. That is the price of freedom of speech. It's very hard to monetize truth. It's very difficult. We can't do it. Listen, <laughs> we probably leave it there. Um, I have just uh, just on that. Um, I've Nicholas McGeehan. Some people may be aware of him. He's one of the guys that was uh, 
before the whole uh, Qatar getting the World Cup was speaking out about what was going on, workers' rights and protecting a number of years now, Nicholas has been one of the world leaders and he was actually on the huge um, Pod Save America feed over the weekend talking about you know why people should be concerned about the World Cup in Qatar and he's going to talk to us later on in the week oh, as well. Oh, just before we go, do you see what John Schwartz said about Twitter? No. He said that if it goes arse up, that he might have to do a podcast at the last resort. <laughs> I went, oh, John. John, if you're listening to this, right? Your last resort is sleeping in my spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's your last resort. <laughs> and just just look, uh, I mean, my dad might listen to this on the phone, so best of luck, Dad. Yeah, best of luck to Martin Zeufla and uh, hope to see lots of you in a couple of weeks in Ballymun. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, uh, look, this is this is one of those patron-only ones, so uh, we appreciate every single cent we get. We don't mean to rattle the bucket as often. Oh, as we I do, do but, I do. But, look, we're rattling it, rattling it hard. Look, go ahead and tell your friends. Just follow, yeah? yeah? It's going to be a bit of crack on here in the next few months. Quite a bit of crack. Yeah, he says crack. Um, this is That's how it all, like, you know, what is it? Patience, comrade. Rome didn't burn in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.